welcome you to a new year of making money with the financial coach, Ron Hebert, retired portfolio manager. I'm Gord Whitehead, a retired broadcaster, a show where we try to spread a little bit of economic information, some uh, background on how to be an investor, maybe if you're just dipping your toes in the water. Financial literacy is what we like to call it. And this is a big topic, this one, Ron. I remember when you sent me the outline for this, I sat back and I went, really? Yeah, well, Russia used to be one of the biggest suppliers of raw materials and commodities. In fact, they're a lot bigger than most people realize. And all of that changed. Well, by the time you're listening to this, the war in Ukraine will have gone on for about 10 months. It basically shocked everyone because nobody was expecting this. And, of course, the the resulting embargoes literally have rocked the world because – now, all of a sudden, we're finding out how much oil, how much gas, how much fertilizer, how much in the way of grain, how much in the way of metals, and, and many, many other things that Russia absolutely produces. Now, the war on Ukraine, even if it ends, it's very unlikely that Ukraine is going to have the manpower to be able to take over Crimea, which Russia annexed in 2014. And the West has been very adamant, saying, unless you return all of the land that you took from Ukraine, these embargoes are going to stay on. So this could be an opportunity for Canada, which produces a lot of the same things that Russia does over a long period of time to really profit from uh, these embargoes. And you can just look, because Canada's market in the last big uh, meltdown we had uh, only went down about half as much as most other countries. So people are starting to twig onto the fact that uh, there could be a real opportunity here for Canada. And we're going to take a look today at uh, some of those areas where Canadian materials and commodities could see increased demand and could present some very profitable opportunities for investors, depending on the outcome and the length of the Russian-Ukrainian war. Just in a very simplistic term, Ron, you could look at a at a map very large landmass, Russia being the biggest landmass on the planet. Canada, I think, is number two. But our geography is so similar, you have to wonder about all the underlying things in that geography that give us that advantage, right? And that is that is so true. I mean, they have uh, the literally the geology for huge amounts of oil and gas. So do we. They have the geography for enormous production of agricultural products. Um, they have the almost the Canadian shield, I guess you call it the Russian shield and the Tega, like we do, where there's tremendous natural resources of mineralization and things like we do. So many of the things that uh, you find in Russia, you also find in Canada. And I think a lot of that just happens to be as you say, because of geography. So let's start with, with fertilizer. That's a big one. Uh, we've had a, a lot of push from the federal government here telling producers, oh, you're going to have to cut your use of fertilizer, and there's been a pushback on that. But fertilizer is, is a very key ingredient in agriculture. And it's not only a key ingredient in a country like Canada, which has uh, big agricultural production, but in Europe, in Central America, South America, the U.S., Asia, all across Asia, uh, there's tremendous demand for this. Russia produces 15% of the world's fertilizer, and uh, a play in Canada that could displace some of that 
is Nutrien. NTR trades in Toronto, five times earnings, and has a yield of 2.4%. What about uranium? I, I hearken back to my time spent in Saskatchewan in my radio career. I worked there, and we used to have guys that drove down for Saskatchewan Rough Rider football games from Uranium City up at the end of Lake Athabasca. So obviously they mine uranium up there. Well, Saskatchewan is a superpower when it comes to uh, uranium resources, and the company that is headquarters out of Saskatoon is Cameco. Now, Russia produces 5% of the world's uranium, but 39% of its enrichment and 14% of its concentrate. And Cameco uh, produces a lot of uranium, yellow cake, but recently they took a 49% ownership position in Westinghouse. And this is one of the world's largest nuclear service providers, and it does a lot of those other things. And it uh, services nuclear reactors. It does some work with refining and enrichment. So this is just a very, very natural fit. And if Russia stays embargoed on so many things, uh, this looks like a tremendous opportunity for Cameco with symbol CCO, trades on Toronto, as a, not a big yield, but 0.4%. Oil, that's one that has been front and center in the headlines since that conflict in Ukraine began. The pipeline started leaking into the North Sea or whatever it was, and pipelines have been shut down, and people are worried about their oil supply. They're a big player in that area, aren't they? Well, they produce 10% of the world's oil, and of course, Canadian companies that could displace some of that supply are Suncor and Canadian Natural Resources, and they're uh, Suncor's nine times earnings, uh, Canadian Natural's 10. Suncor's got a yield of 4%. Canadian Natural's 4.2. And the interesting thing, and one of the reasons I, I, I look at these two companies, is they produce heavier crude. And the U.S., for example, produces a lot of light shale oil. And, but you need the heavy oil to produce mid-density fuels like diesel. And, of course, if you look down east, I know uh, diesel was, I think, recently was over $3 a liter, and you used to be able to buy diesel cheaper. And so because there is a less heavy oil on the marketplace uh, than there used to be, um, Canada is just a natural um, provider to fill that niche. And let's not forget that a lot of stuff moves with diesel power, like railroads and trucks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so exactly. we need it, right? We, we, we definitely do. And prices are going up because they can't get enough of the heavier crude, which you need the heavy stuff to produce the, you know, like asphalt and things like that, diesel. You need heavier crude, light shale that you get from, uh, which is, you get a lot of in the U.S. It, it just doesn't produce a lot of that. Okay, let's move on to the other side of that coin, natural gas. Hard to believe, but Russia produces 17% of the world's natural gas. And, of course, um, with the embargo this winter, uh, Europe is going to be desperately looking for uh, natural gas. And uh, we send some of our natural gas down south. And the U.S., in turn, is trying to help the Europeans by uh, using some of the LNG plants they have to take that natural gas, compress it, and send it to Asia. So, you know, it, it's a secondary market for sure. We're not supplying Europe directly, but that has pushed the price up a lot. And a Canadian company that could displace some of that supply is Tourmaline. Their five times earnings have a yield of 1.3%. This is Canada's biggest gas producer. And, um, 
you know, right now we're sending our gas south, but hopefully within the next year, year and a half, uh, we'll have some LNG uh, terminal out on the West Coast, and we'll be able to supply some of that, especially to the Asian markets. Coal, uh, in some people's eyes, almost like a swear word, but I mean, there's still a lot of places that use it, right? Russia produces 5% of the world's coal, and a Canadian company that can displace some of that supply is tech. And of course, when people think of coal, they're generally thinking of the stuff that's used uh, to power electrical generators by utilities. But much of the, the coal that uh, the tech produces is frankly is coking coal, and uh, you use it to produce things like like iron ore, steel. So uh, there's a big demand out there. Tech is trading at six times earnings. Symbol is TECK.B, trades on Toronto, has a yield of 1%. Iron ore. Boy, uh, the list just keeps going on about what a big player Russia is here. You know, producing 6% of the world's iron ore, a Canadian company that uh, is a uh, a uh, big player in that space is Labrador Iron Ore. The symbol is LIF. Now, we don't think of too much of iron ore out here in Western Canada, but in Ontario and Quebec, uh, iron ore is a huge business. Uh, Labrador Iron Ore trading at seven times earnings has a yield, which I don't think, know if this is sustainable, but they have a yield of 11.2%. Holy smokes, that's right up there, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, softwood lumber. Well, we know what happens here. All you have to do is drive through British Columbia or parts of Alberta to know that, well, even in eastern Canada, we're big in lumber. We're big in lumber, and so is Russia. Like you say, there's a lot of parallels between our two countries. Russia produces 14% of the world's softwood lumber. A big player in Canada is West Fraser. They're the largest softwood lumber producer. Their symbol is WFG, trading at three times earnings, has a yield of 1.5%. Gold. Oh, the old precious mineral. Russia produces a lot of it, too? 9% of the world's gold, and a company that could displace some of that supply is Igniko Eagle. Uh, What I like about them is there's so many gold companies, Gord, that have... Mines in the most godforsaken countries are, are huge political risk. Well, Igniko has production that is a hundred percent in places that are safe. So, um, its symbol is AEM. It's 33 times earnings has a yield of 3.2%, which is actually, uh, very high for, uh, gold producers. Most produce negligible dividends. Now, part of the conflict in Ukraine, Ukraine is is noted for being a huge agricultural area. That's probably part of one of the reasons that Russia's going after it. But Russia on their own, they produce a lot of grain crops as well too, don't they? Uh, Just wheat alone, they produce 11% of the world's wheat. Um, Canada, we have no direct publicly traded company that produces uh, the grain, but we do have railroads. And railroads are a good proxy for a lot of the other commodities that we previously mentioned because frankly most of them other than oil and gas they they end up being hauled by rail there's no other way to get them to market trucks just you can't um, get enough trucks to make it economic so uh, canadian national railway is one of the two big ones in canada cnr 
It's trading at 22 times earnings, has a yield of 1.8%. So uh, just owning a, re- a rail in some ways is a proxy to owning virtually all the other stocks we talked about and all the other sectors. And I think Canada's had a bumper year for crops this year, too. Oh, last our, year, yeah. Our, our grain crops, I think, are up um, about 30% over last year. And, and uh, CNR has and CP have both added more dedicated rail cars just to handle grains. And both of them have had record delivery of the grains to the the ports. So uh, we've done a good job of, because for years uh, the agricultural community was complaining that we, we just couldn't get stuff to market. Well, we're starting to rectify that. And we're going to be one of those places where you can look at and will be a reliable supplier. Now, some things, if you don't get it right away, it's not terribly critical. But if your population is depending on food, you have to have on-time delivery. Okay, the final one here that uh, we can dip our toe into is the production of copper. And, you know, we hear the stories often of burglars going into vacant houses and tearing the walls out to get at the copper pipe. There's obviously a big demand for copper and in industry as well, right? Yeah, Russia produces 4% of the world's copper. And uh, a Canadian company, frankly, that is the fifth largest mining company in Canada, and gets 80% of their production from copper is a company called First Quantum Minerals. PE is 15, yields about half a percent. The symbol is FM. It trades on Toronto. And as you say, they're they're down the list as far as size is concerned, but their focus is on copper, right? Yeah, and, and there's just so many other gold companies, Gord, or mining companies, where copper is just sort of a... You know, it's a it's an, an after, honorable afterthought. <laughs> yeah, it's an honorable mention or an afterthought. But this is one of the names that you're getting not a pure play, but almost a pure play if you're looking at uh, copper. And of course, Russia not being able to supply it, uh, you've got other parts of demand, especially the growth in in electric vehicles that is going to literally we're we're going to need enormous supplies of copper just to fill that demand. So there you have it. Why Canada is poised to have a great opera. It's nice to hear some good news about what's happening in Canada. Now, this is potentially our market to, to get into, right? We have to, I mean, as you said, relating to natural gas, we need those terminals to ship the liquid natural gas. And, and we're way lagging behind in that regard, aren't we? Well, we could, you know, this is a great opportunity for us. And I'm, I'm hoping that uh, people in Ottawa and uh, leaders in the provinces have their ears open because we're not the only people talking about this. This is a tremendous opportunity for Canada uh, to to grow, to create jobs, to provide the taxes we need for all of those things we like to have, like police service, ambulance, schools, and and uh, healthcare. So. You know, if if we pay attention to this, it can be one of those opportunities that really pushes the Canadian economy ahead. If uh, we have some enlightened leadership that helps open up the opportunities for us rather than stand in the way and try to block them. Ron Hebert is the financial coach. Some sage advice on why Canada stands at the doorway of a great opportunity considering the situation going on with Russia in Ukraine. 
All right, my friend, we're back again next week with another edition of Making Money. Remember, if you have a question or a show suggestion, you can reach us through letsmakemoney.ca or through cfcw.com, and we'll try to get back to you. It might take us a while. Back again next week with another edition of Making Money. On behalf of Ron Hebert, I'm Gordon Whitehead. Thanks for joining us. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.